So guys, it's been a while. I haven't done a podcast since like December. So this is pretty cool that I'm finally back, you know? So this is a Nerdcaster 3. I actually thought that I was going to end the Nerdcaster series, but I want to continue it. So I'm going to be talking about four things in this podcast. Number one is the thought is my thoughts on the Ultraman anime on Netflix. Number two is my thoughts on episode one of season two of One Punch Man, or season, or episode 13, whatever you call it. Number three, what I've been reading. And four, the best for last, hype for Avengers Endgame. So number one, thoughts on Ultraman anime. At first, you'd probably look at that anime and be like, oh, it's CGI anime. <laughs> it's probably trash. Well, actually, if you watch it, you might actually like it. I actually loved it. Like, I heard about the Ultraman manga. I never checked it out, but then all of a sudden, I saw it was an anime. So, I watched it, and I'm just like, okay, this is pretty good. Actually, someone rec- that I know recommended it to me, actually. But then, you know, I saw it, and I was just like, hey, this looks pretty good. So, I watched it. Very action-packed. The way that... The CGI looks, it doesn't look like crappy CGI, it looks like very fluid CGI, and the action is portrayed very well, and like, the way, you know, when there's be- lasers being shot at each other, you know what I mean, lasers being shot and everything, it looks pretty nice, and this is going to have spoilers for these, you know, Ultraman anime, it's gonna have spoilers for episode one of the One Punch Man season two, so if you don't want spoilers, you better click off, or... I guess try to skip to the end when I talk about the other things that aren't spoiler-related. But yeah. Anyway, the first villain, Bembular, pretty much, pretty sure that's how you say it. I'm bad with names. But it was interesting the way his character developed, even though he was kind of in the shadows of the whole anime. So he started out fighting... Um, well, actually, this anime starts out with, uh, like, it's years after, you know, Ultraman saved the world from all the aliens and everything like that and all the other monsters and kaiju. And now the dude who was Ultraman is, you know, older, and he has a son who's who had, like, like, when he was a little kid, he fell from a very high height, and he wasn't hurt. So his dad is like, hmm, he has some power. So then once... He was in high school. He started noticing, like, this great strength that he had. And then all of a sudden, Bemular attacks, and then he finds out. I think it was right after his dad found out that he was Ultraman. And his dad gets into, like, an Ultraman suit. I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, it was a different Ultraman suit, because I think it was the one that the Science Patrol made. Because the original Ultraman suit that he had, he didn't have anymore. And... Yeah, he was fighting Bedmular and everything, and then his son ends up, you know, getting a suit too, and then he uses his powers and becomes the next Ultraman. And he beats his dad up pretty bad, and then he even, you know, has a pretty epic battle with with his son, uh, Shinjiro. And then as the story progresses, he's kind of in the background and then he kind of shows up a few more times. And then at the end, it's revealed that... Because, like, at first they thought, like, there was this plane that exploded. And they thought there was no survivors. And they thought Bemular did it. 
but it wasn't him. He was actually trying to save people in that crash. And it was actually another villain that was like a bounty hunter kind of per I think he's like bounty hunter assassin and, you know, ace killer. And then they were kind of like, wait a minute. Why did you attack, you know, the two Ultramen? And he didn't say why. Or it wasn't said why until the end. It was odd. He was just like, because something like, I don't remember exactly how he said it, but Ben Mueller is kind of like, because you would have never awakened your true power. So I guess he was trying to, I guess, put Shinjiro in such a crazy situation that he had to, like, strength, like, kind of better himself by forcing him to use, like, all his power against him and everything like that so he could, you know, defeat Ace Killer. And I'm just like, man, Bemular is a very interesting character. I have a feeling it's probably going to be a season two, but I'm curious because I'm pretty sure that the manga goes past, you know, the Netflix anime. And I'm kind of curious to actually get the manga and see what happens, you know? I know there are differences because uh, the YouTube channel uh, Godzilla and Gigan. Well, yes, another channel, Baraki Three, or B Three Productions. He was talking about like the differences between the anime and manga of Ultraman. I'm like, I want to read that manga, and also it's like it's making me want to go back and watch the old Ultraman show because you know I love Godzilla and I love the older Godzilla movies, so I'm like, Ultraman's a lot like that. You know, I mean, it's not the same exact thing as Godzilla, but the way the the monsters look and the way you know basically a robot fighting kaiju you know it's it's like a godzilla movie so it's right up my alley of what i like so i definitely go back and watch that but yeah I, I can't wait to see what happens in the future i'm actually so excited that i probably will read the manga because right now uh well that'll actually i'll talk about my manga when i talk about what i've been reading so yeah anyway with like rena actually being like I forget how she said it, but she basically said she knew that Shinjiro was Ultraman. That's pretty interesting. Like, B3 actually said that in the manga she didn't know that. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. They probably wanted to add that into the manga as like a, I don't know, maybe something for future storytelling or, you know. And actually, I have my web browser open. I think they just <laughs> had Ultraman uh, advertised. And again, I'm bad with names, but I'll just, I guess I'll say it, the A-Dad or Agent A-Dad. It's like, he seemed like a villain, but then he's kind of not, and I'm just like, hmm, interesting. And then when they were saying something like, the Science Patrol sent Ace Killer, I'm like, what? I'm like, there's mu there must be something up with the Science Patrol. Like, there's probably going to be, you know, some deeper storytelling with them and everything. Maybe they're actually not good like they say they are and everything. And also that alien Adasic or Adasic, again, really bad with names. But basically the dude that was, you know, with like the laser guns on his hands and everything, and he was, you know, attacking people and stuff like that. The, he, he was pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, I would say a pretty challenging villain. All right, so I'm going to move on to number two, thoughts on episode one of One Punch Man Season 2. So, this season was made by J.C. Staff and not Madhouse. So, in my opinion, I do think that the animation quality was dropped. 
Madhouse did such an amazing job that, I mean, as I was watching, pretty sure, yeah, it was Geekdom 101 talk about, he said that they raised, they rose the bar so high that it was, you know, hard to reach it or beat it, you know? And I'm like, yeah, that that's true. So, the thing is, I watched the episode, I think JC staff did a good job. I don't, obviously, like I said, it's not as good as, the animation wasn't, wasn't as good as Madhouse, but it, it was still pretty good. The only, like, part of the animation I didn't like was when Genos was fighting that big, uh, big robot dude. Like, when he was punching really fast, I don't know why, it just looked like choppy and stiff, and it just didn't look right to me. So, I would say that'd be pretty cool if, like, JC Staff maybe kind of made the animation look a little less stiff so it was more fluent like fight scenes i guess but the rest of the episode it looked clean you know what i mean it looked smooth it looked clean it looked nice you know and it was a pretty fun episode i mean with king and everything i was just like what at first i was like dude i thought king was legit i'm just like man saitama's gonna be like dude i need to fight you like i was thinking maybe he'd be somebody that would actually challenge Saitama enough not to be able to just one punch him and he you know maybe Saitama would want to actually train to get as strong as him but then but then we find out he's a fraud and he's like crapping his pants in the bathroom I'm like oh my god dude then when Saitama just randomly shows up in his house I'm just like dude <laughs> and then he's playing games with him and he's like trying to hide that dating simulator he's like oh yeah I, I totally don't play that you know <laughs> he's like and then that bird just shows up and smashes his face into the, into the, like into the apartment. I'm just like, what the heck? Yeah, so that that episode was pretty fun, and definitely sets up things to come with, you know, Saitama and King getting to know each other, and you know, uh, also at the end with Genos to get upgrades to his parts to become stronger and everything. So it looks like it's going to be a pretty good season. Can't wait to see what comes. It's a total surprise for me because I didn't read the manga. I was going to read the manga, but I never did. And speaking of manga, that goes into what I've been reading. So I'm going to talk about books and manga. I haven't really been reading um, any comics. Um, I've been on actually a big comic hiatus, but I'm going to definitely start like reading some comics here. It's just I haven't been reading any. And actually, manga, I haven't really been reading much manga either lately. Mostly just books and stuff. But manga, actually, I'm like in the middle of My Hero Academia Vigilantes Volume 2. And I might have to reread the first part because it's been so long since I've actually read it. And also, let's see what I'm reading. I started the first omnibus of Dragon Ball, like the original Dragon Ball manga, and I never finished it. So I'm probably going to finish that. And then also I've been reading um, Full Metal Alchemist. So basically what I'm doing is I don't know if I'm going to continue uh, My Hero Academia Vigilantes or not. I'm just uh, – it doesn't suck to me. It's just – it's not like wowing me a lot. So we'll see. Um, My Hero Academia, the normal My Hero Academia, I'm on like volume 15. So what I'm thinking is I'm probably going to be reading – my Hero Academia and Dragon Ball. You know, I'm going to be buying those series because I don't want to buy. Maybe I'll buy, like I said, Vigilantes too. I don't really want to buy, like, more than three series at once. 
because then I'd just be buying random volumes and not actually finishing any series. But then also my library, local library has manga, and I've been reading from the local library. I've been reading, uh, what's it called? Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, I'm on, I'm just going to start volume three, which Full Metal Alchemist is something else. After I read the manga, I want to watch the anime on Netflix and everything. So with books that I've been reading, I've actually been reading two books, Educated by Tara Westover and Troublemaker by Leah Remini. And those books are both pretty pretty interesting. I haven't gotten like super far into them, but now I'm on spring break from school, so I'll definitely be able to read them. I'll probably I was thinking of reading it tonight, but actually I was playing Overwatch with my friend for a lot, a long time, and now I'm doing my podcast. It's like 4 a.m., and I'm like, I'm going to go to sleep after that. I'll probably end up reading it tomorrow. But Educated is pretty interesting. It's about – it's like a like a memoir on Tara Westover's life and about how her parents were very – like they didn't – I don't know. They didn't believe in going to school or going to the doctor or the hospital and her dad was very paranoid of, like, the government getting them and everything. He's like, it's a war against the government or, you know, stuff like that. So I don't remember if Tara Westover ever went to school, but if she did, she was pulled out a young, at a young age, or at least her older siblings. And it's pretty interesting how, you know, like I said, they, they were kind of, like, in their own town, but they didn't, like, go to the doctor or anything like that. And after a while, she was just, like, I can't live this kind of life anymore you know she's like I want to go to school I want to do all this stuff you know and then also with Leah Remini her book is actually about this cult that she was in basically called Scientology and <laughs> man it's crazy like I'm interested in hearing more about this you know Scientology and they call it a religion Leah Remini's like I don't even call it a religion yeah so she was talking about how she was brought into Scientology at a very young age. I believe she was like nine because her mom, I think, because her mom and dad got split up and then she got another boyfriend afterwards and they were in Scientology and everything and then after that, then Leah Remini got introduced to it and her sister and everything. And it was pretty, yeah, it was pretty interesting how like they make you like think that to better yourself, follow like, our advice but the thing is though then after that they're like well you got to do this and this and then they're like you got to go up the rank so you can have an even better life and you can get more higher up in the church but it costs so much money you know and it's crazy because it's like basically they're just like hey give us your money and we'll make your life better and so I mean it's interesting also that when someone leaves the church and because I've heard, like, Leah Remini also talk about Scientology and, like, videos on YouTube of her, like, on talk shows and other things talking about it. And she was saying, like, that if you – if someone leaves Scientology and, like, speaks out against them, then, like, other people in Scientology, like, in their family, if they have family members in Scientology, aren't, like, allowed to speak or, like, be around them at all, like, speak to them or be around them. And then, like, within – pretty soon after that they'll make like a website trying to expose them and stuff like that to try to like oh yeah they're they're a fraud you know it's it's crazy so i've been reading those two books and also with uh manga i'm gonna continue i'm gonna finish the my hero academia vigilantes volume two see how much i like it i'm thinking of buying 
Um, I think, I th yeah, I'm on like volume 15 of My Hero Academia. I was thinking of buying volume 16, My Hero Academia. I'm a little bit behind and continuing with Full Metal Alchemist. And I was also thinking of, there's that new light novel called My Hero Academia School Briefs. I was thinking of buying that too. See, see if I, I have the sample on my phone from like Kindle. I'm going to see if I like it. But yeah, I can't wait to see what that's going to be like. You know, because, yeah, My Hero Academia uh, light novel, it's, it's pretty interesting. Also, with Leah Remini's book, it's funny because I got it on my. Because, like, with your library, you could actually get an app and rent library books digitally, actually. And I rented her book digitally on my phone. And it's funny because it's like my phone screen is a phone screen. It's not like a full, it's not as big as a full book page. And her book is only like, what, almost 300 pages, maybe more than 300 pages. And since my phone screen is small and the whole page can't fit on one, you know, you know, can't all fit on my screen, it has to split up pages and it ends up saying that from my phone's perspective, it's like seven, 700 pages. You know, but since it's on a phone, you flip through pretty fast, and it's not really like 700 full pages. And also, lastly, I'm going to talk about hype for Avengers Endgame. Now, Avengers Endgame, <laughs> I am so excited for this. Like, I I've been just watching trailers over and over and over again. I just love this hype period because before Infinity War came out, I just sat there for weeks watching the trailer over and over and over. And I'm just like, I can't wait. What's going to happen? You know? And I never would have expected Thanos to do the snap. I didn't read the Infinity Gauntlet series. You know, when it Infinity War came out, I just started comics. So I... <laughs> I had no clue. I still haven't read Infinity Gauntlet, but I know what it's about because I saw it on YouTube. You know, people talking about comics and storylines and how they fit in with the MCU and, you know, how they compare and contrast and everything. And, you know, with Endgame, it's it's pretty interesting. The way I saw on, I'm pretty sure it was Jimmy Fallon, or at least one of his night shows, that the Avengers cast was on there. Not every single Avengers cast, but at least like four or five of them. And they showed like a special like trailer that was ex like premiering on his show. And it, it was like the normal trailer that you saw for Endgame, but they showed like more dialogue and they were talking about going back and getting the... There's something like going back and changing it or something like that. And then with... Everybody I see on YouTube and everything speculating about the quantum realm from Ant-Man, the fact that Ant-Man's going to be in this so he can show them what that is. It's most likely going to happen unless, I don't know if they could use the time stone to go back in time. I don't know. I, I doubt it, but they'll probably go quantum realm. But yeah, so it's showing that um, they're going to go back and try to fix what happened. And I just wonder, because I see so many things on YouTube, and I forget the exact YouTube channels, but I see them talking about how, I don't know, there's rumors about a second villain maybe showing up in Avengers Endgame. And also that, I guess the Russo brothers said that the trailers don't show more than the first 30 minutes of the movie. 
and Thanos already shows up, so people are like, whoa, they might face off against Thanos in the beginning of the movie. I don't know if that's 100% confirmed, but, I mean, hey, it's possible, and if that is, then, I mean, hey. I mean, that doesn't mean they're going to defeat Thanos at first face-off, but, I mean, that could set up, you know, more stuff and more towards the end of the movie. I can see there being two villains, Thanos a major villain, then another villain. I mean, the movie's confirmed. I saw in a Google article somewhere, and they said the Russo brothers said it because it was, like, reporting on Marvel News. So, I mean, it wasn't just something random. I think it was, it was a legit article. And they said that, you know, it was like, going to be three hours long. I'm like, what? That's awesome. I thought Infinity War was long, three hours long. I'm like, this is Harry Potter, man. Like, <laughs> this is crazy. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun to watch a three-hour movie. But I can see them fitting two villains easily <laughs> in a three-hour movie, you know. And I just wonder, like, if they're gonna go in the quantum realm, go back in time, and get more stones or get the stones in the past to undo the snap or are they going to steal the you know gem or infinity stones from thanos but then his gauntlet's all messed up and also i doubt this would happen but i was thinking i was like what if they go back in time and like i said i don't think they do this but if they go back in time get infinity stones get the gauntlet before thanos did and like go back to the future because you know time splits off so i mean when they go back in the past, it's going to make an, and they get stones from, you know, Thanos before he gets it, there's going to be a, probably most likely another time, or that timeline's going to branch off into a new timeline where Thanos doesn't win. But then once they go back to the future, it's going to be back to when Thanos already won. So maybe, I was like, all right, so if they do that, and then they do the, I was like, what if they do the snap again? And then it accidentally, and they thought it was going to reverse it, but instead it destroyed the other half of the universe. I'd be like, what? Now what? <laughs> and also, a lot of people think that Endgame is the last for the Avengers. It's never going to... Now, Endgame is going to be the the last movie, most likely, with the Avengers that you know of. Like, Infinity War and Endgame is, like, the end of the event, the normal cast of the Avengers, because... I also heard on YouTube is I guess uh, Captain Marvel supposed to take over as lead of the Avengers, so it's going to be different. But I know there's going to be more Avengers movies. Even the Russo brothers said, "Hey, there, there's going to be more Avengers stuff in the future." You know, it's not going away. They're just going to focus on after Endgame sequels. You know, like uh, Black Panther two. Uh, Doctor Strange 2 maybe will happen, Black Panther, oh, I said that blank, you can tell I'm getting tired, uh, let's see, there's definitely going to be right after a third Spider-Man, or third spot. wow, I really am getting tired, a second Spider-Man, you know, far from home, and, you know, other sequels and stuff like that, that'd be interesting if we got, like, a solo, another solo Hulk movie with Mark Ruffalo, that'd be interesting, I don't think, I don't think they would do that, but that'd be interesting, so then after that, maybe there'll be another Avengers movie. But I have a feeling, though, that the next Avengers movie is going to be a while from now. And I just wonder if and when, like, the X-Men will come in the MCU or, like, Deadpool, Fantastic Four. You know, if they do that, then they're going to have to introduce them. And it'll probably be even longer because it'll be sequels, then introduce Fantastic Four, X-Men, 
then Avengers, you know, because then there may be a villain that's coming up. Well, they'll all have to fight. Yeah, maybe there'll be a villain like Galactus or something that's so bad that X-Men, Avengers, and Fast, Fast, did I really say? Fantastic Four all have to team up. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know if that'll happen. We still got Dark Phoenix, and there's supposed to be, like, new mutants or something like that coming out after that. So, yeah, the Fox universe of X-Men is still going on. Fantastic Four hasn't been around for a while, so who knows if it'll come back. It may, it may not. Deadpool, you know, the, I have a feeling there'll be a Deadpool 3. I, I just wonder if it'll be in the MCU. And he, he does break the fourth wall, so, you know, he might mention something about the Avengers, but that doesn't mean he's automatically in the MCU until he's actually in the MCU, you know? Because there was, like, I think it was a trailer or something for the Deadpool 2 movie or something like that, and he was like, I don't know, something about, he said something about Thanos to this camera, or he looked at the screen, he's just like, or at the camera, he said something about Thanos, so. He, he breaks the fourth wall all the time. Like, he knows of the Avengers and everything. But that doesn't, you know, doesn't mean he's automatically in the MCU. But that'd be interesting if, like, they kept Ryan Reynolds and they threw him in the MCU. You know, or had, like, a... That'd be weird if they had, like, a Spider-Man versus Deadpool in the MCU or something. Or a team-up, because they've I think they've had both in the comics. So, yeah, that, that'll be definitely interesting to see what what they do after Endgame, because I, I think Endgame's going to just be the start, basically. I mean, the end to the Avengers as you know it, but the start to what the Avengers is going to become, you know? And I don't think the MCU is going anywhere for a very, 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 very long time. So that that's awesome, because I love the MCU. You know, I'm getting more and more into comics slowly, but surely. So... At the end here of this nerdcaster, I'm going to talk a little bit more about some stuff, like some random nerd stuff. So, I noticed that majority of my comic books I haven't read yet. So, basically, over the past, like, year, maybe, maybe less, maybe less than a year, I'm still pretty new to comics, I haven't really been in for a full year yet, I've been basically getting packs of comics and, like, discount bin comics, and, like, I have a whole bunch of, like, I have them in categories, you know what I mean, it's not that random, but it's a lot of, like, random stuff, like, I have random issues from random Spider-Man series, random issues from, like, Miss Marvel, and random issues from, like, Batman and Superman, and a lot of different stuff, I'm gonna read them all, I'm kinda, my mind kinda, like, flips back and forth when, you know, with, like, entertainment, a lot of times that's how or why it takes me a while to actually finish a book because it's like 10 books and I keep flipping back and forth because I want to read each one. And a lot of times I like try to say, you know, try to be like, well, I want to finish this book so I'm not going to go to any others. But yeah, with comic books, you know, a lot of times I'm kind of broken. I still want to buy a comic, so I'm like going to the discount bin. Also, like I said, I'm jumping back and forth. So I have a lot of random comics that I want to read. And then... Also with anime, I've been I started watching Sailor Moon again and there's you know, two Sailor Moons now. There's the original nineties Sailor Moon and then Sailor Moon Crystal. And usually with newer animation, kinda like with Dragon Ball Z versus Super, I like both. 
I like the Z-style animation, but I also like the Super-style animation. But with Sailor Moon, for some reason, I just don't really like the animation of Crystal. I don't think it's horribly bad. I just, I'm kind of nitpicky with the way they made, you know, the characters look, I guess. And I just much rather watch the 90s version, even though it's going to take me much longer to watch, and even though that many episodes, I forget if it's like, what, 230 episodes, something like that, that intimidates me. But the series is so good, I'm just going to watch it. I'll probably also go on to like animefiller.com, whatever it's called, the anime filler website, and cut out all the filler, and I'll probably, I'll probably go through it uh, quicker. So, yeah, I started watching Sailor Moon again. It, it's funny. It's awesome. It's both. It's like it's like quirky and silly because, I mean, I'm in the beginning of it. So the beginning of the series, it's quirky and silly, but it's also action-packed. And those villains, man, they're, they're pretty awesome. So it, it, I'm pretty excited to continue watching that. Like, actually, right now, I want to watch Sailor Moon, but it's literally 4.35 in the morning. So what I want to do is I'm going to upload this to Anchor. I'm going to go to sleep. I probably, I wonder if I sounded tired in this. Because, yeah, I ramble kind of when I'm tired. So probably pretty tired rambly in this podcast. But I was like, hey, I've been wanting to do this all day. Uh, I wanted to actually do it earlier. But I ended up playing Overwatch for like four hours, you know, with my friend. And I was like, yeah, I'll just play Overwatch, you know. I was like really in the game. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just do it late tonight. And, yeah, so that's my Nerdcaster. Pretty sure it's Nerdcaster 3. So I hope to continue these Nerdcasters. I don't know how frequent they'll be. It just depends on if I have a lot of nerdy things to talk about. I just put it all in one video, or video, one podcast, and I call it a Nerdcaster. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed, and peace out.